Hey Rowdy's fans, it's Charlie Dennis. This is Forrest Lasso. You're listening to the unused substitutes. The unused substitutes. And you're listening to the unused substitutes. Get off the pitch! Hey there, little red riding hood! Rowdy's families, and welcome back to the Unused Substitute Soccer Show. We're going to take the next 45 minutes or so and preach a little bit of the green and gold gospel about the Tampa Bay Rowdies. First off, uh, Ben, before we get started, we got to say happy first star day. That's yeah. taking a call. It is the uh, the anniversary of the only thing the Rowdies have won before I was born. The inaugural uh NASL title back then, Division One title in 1975. Uh, do you want to take a guess how many months later I was born? Ooh, uh, okay, 1975. Wait, yeah. you're not that old. Hold on, uh, four months. Uh, no, no, a little bit more. Twelve. <laughs> no, I- the uh, it definitely wasn't nine. I am not a result of uh, of my parents celebrating the the Rowdy's first win uh, two nothing over members in out in California. Oh, California soccer. We got some stuff to talk about there too. Uh, <laughs> so eight months, eight months afterwards. No, all right. Bad at math. Seven, seven months. Well, almost seven, seven months. months. So technically, in, in well, I mean, I guess. Uh, if you applied uh, current Florida state law at that point as a like one and a half or two months uh, existing, uh, whatever you want to call it, I was able to vote at least probably. Let's not get into all that. Uh, my name is Matthew Cox. I'm joined as always by my co-host Ben Wilcox. Coming to you. He might sound a little bit different tonight, folks. Uh, he's moved into a new location and, uh, literally doing this by the seat of his pants has uh, managed to scrounge it. You know, like you, when you move, you put stuff into boxes and you get there, and some reason the stuff isn't all there that you put into the box, even though like you just went, uh, uh, you know, a little bit across town or whatever it was. I know it wasn't super far, uh, but we've got this kind of rigged up. We are going to uh, hopefully rectify this situation this weekend and uh, and get Ben sounding back to his uh, his normal. Uh, uh, warm and uh, welcoming self. Ben, how are you well, doing tonight? I'm great, man. I mean, other than the uh, bit of throwing this all together and kind of just made it work, uh, I'm happy to be in my new place, which is awesome. Um, I still don't know how you can put everything from your desk in one box and then not all make it when you don't open the box again until you get to the new place. Like, I it's like socks in the dryer, man. I, I, I don't know where it went. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this is kind of giving me. Uh, I don't know what if there's a if there's a term for you know there's PTSD for pro. Is there like pre-traumatic stress disorder? Because I got to box up all my classroom in a couple of months and move out to a portable. I'm just terrified everything's going to disappear on me. <laughs> probably, probably. Like, like the, the one thing I'm hoping out there because you know how for a while there was just like mattress stores everywhere and then there's car washes. I mean, there still are. But, like, the new thing is that they're building storage facilities everywhere. They're yeah, literally everywhere. building one across the street from my school. And I'm like, just have this done by December. I don't want to move a bunch of stuff out there. I'll just drive it across the street and I'll buy one, you know, rent one of these for 
a couple months before I can move it back to my uh, my classroom. I don't I don't need this uh, this kind of stress in my life. Yeah, that was exactly what I didn't want to have to do on this move. Like, I literally got rid of a ton of stuff. Now, thankfully, I have a ton of stuff, so, like, I'm 80% in. Right. And that's really just miscellaneous clothes at this point, but, like, I did not want to have to get a storage unit. I just I didn't want to go through it again. I have gone through these moves where you just you have to get rid of stuff, and you're like, maybe I'll use it one day, baby. No, no, no. I was like, no, I'm getting rid of it. Gone. I sit down to the door, bone six. You know, I'm not going to sell clothes because, you know, I'm going to be back in those in no time. Yeah, it's like I can't quite get rid of those, but all the other stuff, see ya. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, of getting rid of things, uh, the Rowdies went on the road last week in the Tulsa and got rid of the FC Tulsa from the schedule. Uh, and did not get rid of six or three points. They brought three points back home, winning two one. And uh, again, been kind of the, the the story lately: a game of two halves, going to halftime uh, level at zero. Although the Rowdies had a number of chances, number of opportunities in uh, in this game. Uh, ben, we both predicted victories. You're taking credit for a one goal win, uh, and I'm taking credit for saying that Tulsa would only get one goal. We just will ignore the other parts of our uh, predictions that were way off. But yeah, if we had to go, if, yeah. if there's a tiebreaker, uh, and we, we do this USL style by the most confusing tiebreaker goes first, uh, Ben, I'm going to say you won the prediction contest by saying, you know, it'd be great if you saw Cal Jennings get a start and. Uh, and, and you know maybe maybe get a goal and boy it'd be great to kind of get him out there with JJ Williams and see what happens. Uh, within like the first fifteen minutes of the second half, Cal Jennings with an assist from JJ Williams opens up the scoring. Uh, gets his I believe that's his eighth or ninth. I want to say it's his ninth. Nine minutes later, JJ Williams. Uh, boy, he just <laughs> just took over that little situation. Yes, he did. Uh, defender, it's it. it it almost should have been one of those. I don't know if you follow this account on, on Twitter. It's called "When Playing It Out of the Back Goes Wrong." It mm-hmm. almost felt like it would have been one of those, except it it wasn't so much what that that uh, that Tulsa played it out of the back poorly. Just JJ decided that he was going to take the ball and shoot, yeah, uh, and uh, makes it two nothing. Gets another goal against his former club, fifty ninth minute. Tulsa makes it uh, a little bit closer in the seventy sixth minute uh, on a penalty kick by Goodrum. But the Rowdies see the match out. Uh, first off, we should we need to say you know we did some speculating about Cal Jennings last week. What was going on with him? I uh, actually heard, and I don't, I, I must have missed this somewhere before, that he had picked up a little small injury uh, recently, and nothing huge. Obviously, was able to play, was able to start, but they've been kind of working on uh, getting him back to full fitness and, and keeping an eye on minutes and everything. So uh, that explains the Cal Jennings situation. Obviously, he's feeling a lot better. Uh, or at mm-hmm. least feeling a lot better that night and probably the morning after. Uh, so a 2-1 win for the Rowdies. They also picked up second-half yellow cards. Uh, I mean, J.J. just kind of did it all. Had an assist, had a goal, got a yellow. Uh, Jake Ehrman with the yellow and Charlie Dennis with the yellow also. Ben, look, tell me about the uh, tell me about your thoughts on Saturday night. Or, no, it was Friday night. It was a, man, Friday night? Dude, I love it. No, it throws off, right? I love those games though. It's like Friday night, you've got to win, it's over. You like you don't have you can just the rest of your weekend's wide open. You don't spend half the day Saturday kind of, you know, thinking about the game and getting ready it's just boom and, and you know, you're you just have a good time over the weekend. Uh, yeah. But uh what what'd you see on Friday night? So I mean like the first half was a it was a good tight first half. I thought I thought um, tactically, I thought both teams lined up really well against one another. We had our chances. I think um, we definitely had an opportunity. I mean, there was that first opportunity, what, 17 seconds into the game by Cal? I mean, there was definitely some good chances that were built. But I think um, Tulsa lined well defensively against us. We were able to you know, shut us down from getting that final, that final shut off. And then the second half... You know, God, the boys just—they—they they came alive, and, and uh, you saw that beautiful link-up play that we that we talked about last week between JJ and Cal. And look at that first goal. I mean, Cal Jennings, very much like when he got the hat trick, was able to um, run that diagonal line across and put a beautiful ball into the far far corner. Ball wasn't far corner, but uh, perfectly well struck ball. Uh, 
mid goal, but it was just so well struck. There was no way the keeper was able to get a react to it. And, you know, hats off to JJ for holding him up and making that play through. And then, of course, you look at the second goal. Yeah, I mean, it starts with, uh, I want to say it started with uh, uh, Connor. Uh, uh, Antley started with, started with Connor in the back. He, he drives the ball forward and then plays off, was it, to JJ? Antley drives into the box and then lands over to Lakava. Lakava takes a shot, bounces free, and then, of course, JJ just says, basically, this is my goal. I'm taking this win. This is ours. Blah, blah, blah. And was just absolutely phenomenal in finishing that ball off and just shipped the keeper. So, I mean, it was just, there was a, it was just, it was a beautiful second half. I mean, I, I, I know the stats are going to kind of say that FC Tulsa was kind of a little bit more in possession, um, a little bit higher pa- passing accuracy, but I really felt like we had the better of the opportunities. I mean, that's not to say that we didn't have to have some great saves in the, on our side, but I mean, I, I really felt like we had the better opportunities going into that, you know, throughout the, the course of that, up until that penalty, which was unfortunate, but they were, Tulsa was pushing and pushing and pushing. You just kind of felt like it was coming, right? Like, we yeah. just felt that at some point that goal was coming. I think we did a great job holding off. Uh, I forget the the guy was playing on the left side. And then Gidrum, the other guy, we was it Lowell? Gosh, darn, I can't remember his name. But we did a great job of keeping those guys honest for most of the game. But, I mean, Gidrum was a damn good striker. And to really not give him any clean opportunities right up until that point of that PK, I think, was, was great on our part. So, all in all, I think it was a great lineup by, by Nikki. I think the, the midfield played well. I mean, hats off to uh, Jordan, uh, uh, Jan Ekra, and... Uh, uh, oh my goodness gracious, my brain's not working. This is what I get for having a long week. I can't think anymore. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I don't, I'm surprised to even know what day it is. I literally haven't had a day off and I don't know how I'm working all weekend, so I don't know what's going on. But all that to say that we played a great style. I think we kept true to the system. I think the midfield played great uh, in their defensive formation and, and attacking, you know, it's, Gives us the win, which it was a great win. It was a, it was, a, and it's a tough three points, you know, on the road. And at, anytime you go on the road and you get three points, you got to be happy. Well, and that's you know, Tulsa they're they're, they're hanging in there uh, as a playoff team. I I think we've sorted out the the thing that's keeping them in uh, the playoff spot right now because they're level on points. Miami they've got the same number of wins. Miami's played fewer games. Miami has fewer losses. Miami has a better goal difference, but. Uh, I believe that Tulsa's win over Miami is is uh, what's locked them into the that eighth seed right now. Like they're a, they're a good team, you know. They're it, and it's and it's in their house, which is going to be a, 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 a you know a factor for them too. But I think you know even even all that considered, and and like I said, it was it was a hard fought game. It wasn't something that they kind of went out and coasted because there was no goals in the first half. But even going in zero zero at halftime. I, I didn't feel nervous, you know, I, no. I just, okay, we've, we've gotten the chances. We've had the, uh, uh, maybe the better of the play in the first half. Uh, and, you know, and they come back and, and, and Goodrum gets the PK in the 76th, you know, there's still 15 minutes roughly plus stoppage. Even then it was like, no, nah, I'm okay. We're good. I feel pretty yeah. good. Uh, so, you know, another, uh, another win, uh, for the beloved Tampa Bay Rowdies, which sets up our uh, our standings. And then we'll come back and talk about who our man of the match was. Uh, Pittsburgh still sitting in first place, six points ahead of the Rowdies. However, the Rowdies have three games in hand on them. Uh, they uh, managed to get a win over Hartford uh, Wednesday night, last night, 4-3, a little bit closer than maybe they would have expected. Uh, Rowdies in second, 44 points. Charleston, one point back. At 43, but they've played two more games. Tampa Bay, uh, Memphis at 38 in fourth place. Louisville 37 in fifth. Birmingham 36 in sixth. Indy 35 in seventh. So you've got a a real uh, like I said, you've got you've got a top three that are fairly close together, despite being six and seven points apart. Uh, at least with Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay's got games in hand on the teams in front of them and behind them. Right. Excuse me. 
And then you've got one, two, three, four teams where they're just trailing the team ahead of them by one point. Mm-hmm. And you've got Tulsa and Miami down there uh, scrapping for that last spot in eight. And then uh, a couple points back, 10th place, Detroit City, 27 points, Loudoun, 24 points, Hartford, 16 points. No one's officially eliminated, but I kind of feel it's uh, – even Detroit even only being two points back of Miami and Tulsa – it doesn't really feel like they're in it. They've already announced that their head coach is going to become the sporting director at the end of the season, and they're going to you know, hire a new head coach. Just, they haven't had the same success this season that they had at points of last season. It's, it's probably the right move for them. Uh, and then Loudon and Hartford are basically Loudon and Hartford still. Uh, yeah. who, who's, who's your man of the match? You know, I, I think there's a lot of uh, great options here, but because of the fact that I called him and I just I had a feeling about him and it actually panned out. I got to go with my man Cal Jennings. Is there anything better? Because it's happened to me a couple of times, and every time it, it's happened, I know it's it's just been pure uh, stupid luck. Where I've I've kind of called uh, games for certain players or or performances. And it just it just feel good watching it when when that's happening, and you're like, oh, I get to I get to go on and talk about this next week, and uh, I have no idea why. Why? Well, I mean, it's like. It's not going to be a sequel. Like, you knew Al and JD were going to have to go to the one. They were two main strikers. Like, that probably was, but it was exactly the style of field and the way we would have to play. And, of course, it's not knowing that he uh, was having his ma- uh, minutes managed. I mean, there was that factor. But it was nice to know that that's exactly what happened. It played out that way. Yeah, it was all good. Awesome. So, do I feel a little good to my chest said a little bit higher today? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> you went. You went into the office the next, you know, the next day, and you're like, "Hey, watch that Rowdy's game last night." <laughs> indeed, so let me, indeed. Let me, you, let me tell you something. I told you this was coming. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I probably gave it away in, in, in going through, through it with the review. If you can get an assist, a goal, and a yellow in one game, especially against your former club. I it, it I gotta go JJ Williams on this one. Uh tenth yep. goal of the season. Uh and uh, uh the club pointed out in their I was reading their match preview for this weekend. Uh you've got uh Cal Jennings and Charlie Dennis not too far away from being ten goals if they can each get a couple more and there's no reason to think they can't yep. with uh ten something like that. That'll be the first time in uh club history to have three uh goal scores in double digits, which uh, I think is something that we are likely to see happen. Yep. Uh and in, uh, in, in, in recognition, and, and maybe this uh, subconsciously steered me one way or the other, J.J. Uh, Williams made Team of the Week. And Jake Ehrman recognized he was put on the Team of the Week bench by uh, USL's website. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think this wasn't, uh, wasn't Sparrow up for Save of the Week? Uh, yes. Well, I don't think that voting's closed yet, so I don't know if there's anything uh, official on that end, but uh yeah it's you know we're we're in the right form at the right time of year yep which is nice uh we're getting points against the teams we need to get points against yeah yeah and 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 not you know not dropping points and settling for draws in games that should be wins yep. so um man i'm looking i'm just looking well, and all that to say remember we did that with four guys on the bench four yeah. substitutions yeah yeah because of uh, because of injuries, and it's not going to be a lot different this weekend. Because looking nope. at the, uh, the injury report, the same guys who were out are out. The only person taken off the list was uh, Dayon listed as questionable, and I, he did come in in the second half in that game, didn't he? Last week, he did. So yeah, he came in. He was good to go. Uh, but the same guys are out. So going to make do with what we got. Yeah, we still know nothing about Dalgard. I mean, we still know like with Lewis. I mean, yeah, we saw him on the field, but we just don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing we know is that they are not going to be playing this weekend. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can get to play. and it, you know and that's there's going to be some te- there's going to be some teams coming up where that's going to be a, a test. That's going to be an issue. Yeah, uh, with a Tulsa and, and maybe even a Miami this weekend. Although Miami's been on a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be able to, I don't want to say skate with it, but it's something you can manage. Uh, but, you know, against your 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 top of the uh, the, the table uh, teams, you know, we still got two games against Louisville coming up. We've got, uh, we've got I think, what, Memphis. another one? Memphis. Have we played Memphis? We've played one against Memphis, haven't we? No? I don't think so. It's been uh, a week. Dude, I yes. <laughs> I, I, it, oh, yes. Yeah. 
but then you know, we've also got we, we've got what we haven't played Hartford yet. Perhaps. No, like, for every hard game we've got left in the season, we have some easy games too. And I don't want to say easy because that's always a trap. Um, but I feel like we've played up to even the bad teams to where don't concern me as much. Like this team doesn't feel like. We're so close to taking over the first spot, especially with those games in hand. Like, I don't think the, the team doesn't need to be incentivized to want to win those games. I think they're right. incentivized anyways because you want to get that home throughout because that's a great advantage for us. Any, any team that can get that, it's an advantage for them. Um, you know, and um, like you were saying, getting three guys in double-digit scoring, I mean, that, these are all the things that are very achievable, and we have a great chance to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yes, and, and I, I honestly, I think I don't have the whole schedule right here in front of me. I think the only team left that we play that has a higher point total than us is we go away to San Antonio. Um, you know, Miami won there recently, so you know, anything Miami can do, we can do better. Yeah, so we have uh, two coming up against Memphis. Memphis <laughs> so we have so both Memphis, both Memphis in September. Wow. Yeah, it, it's. Give me some, some interesting games down the stretch. And we finished uh, with Pittsburgh and Louisville. So, you know. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. But, you know, Louisville is, you know, seven points back in the standings from us on a, and having played one more game. So, yep. you know, it's one of those you, you, you kind of sit and, and still with a, a negative goal difference <laughs> on the year. And we're sitting here at plus 18. Uh, best goal difference in the Eastern Conference, uh, even better than Pittsburgh, who's got six more points out of three more games. But we got uh, Pittsburgh at home, and we're Louisville away, which I, Louisville away doesn't scare me as much. It's a decent field, but that Pittsburgh yeah, yeah, yeah. home, that's a good one for us. That's a great chance to really even that. You know the the game, was it the game average or whatever the one v one, yeah, yeah, the, the points per game, whatever. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, the, not all of the same players are still here, but you know. We won an Eastern Conference title on that field in Louisville. You 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 got to be able to walk in there and be a little bit confident after a Hell situation. Yeah. We also lost one there too, but you know we'll, we'll focus on the positive. <laughs> yeah, who's talking uh, about that one? Speaking of focusing focusing on the positive, uh, big news out of the league today is uh, San Diego Loyal and their fans will be focusing on the positive few games they have left because they have announced that at the end of the 2023 season they will be ceasing operations. Uh, due to an inability to find a long-term stadium solution. Uh, I came across this, I think, maybe on my lunch break or maybe right at the like the end of the day or something at work. And, and, and of course, uh, Twitter being Twitter, and, and yes, to me, it's still Twitter. I haven't updated my phone, so it still shows up as Twitter for me and works just fine. Uh, Twitter being Twitter, there was the predictable uh, you know, statements from various corners all you know, pinning like 100% of the blame on one organization or another. Uh, and I, and this, I always feel like I'm just like riding the fence on everything, but I think it's, it's impossible to pin all of the blame on, on one group or one organization or one person or whatever. There's plenty to go around. Uh, number one, a lot of people, and, and this is, this is honestly the group that I kind of get the most upset with because it feels like they have the, uh, they could do the most and they have the ability to do the most and they always do absolutely nothing is us soccer. They are, stay completely hands off in these kind of situations. Um, you know, a lot of people are pointing at MLS because MLS is planning to put a, 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 a club into San Diego and then that's going to have a negative impact on them. And that, that is an issue. Like that's the, not going to say that it isn't uh u.s soccer like to play extremely hands-off and 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 do let the market decide uh but at the same time like san diego loyal have been there for uh several years longer than this uh upstart san which is probably going to be like you know fc san diego united something around yeah uh showing up and 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 you know putting together a land deal for their stadium because they've got the bigger wallet like there should be room for both of these teams and yep. part of it is uh you know the the organizations the higher up organizations don't want that to be the case all the time and and also it's the perception of fans and people in the area that uh well we've got this one why would we support this one which we perceive to be lesser but mls definitely shares part of the blame uh u.s soccer definitely shares part of the blame by just kind of completely washing their hands of everything but honestly, I, I think there's some blame to give to USL as well, too, because you shouldn't be bringing clubs into the league without a viable long-term. And, and now, on one hand, 
is it probably impossible for any club starting up to say, hey, we have a long-term stadium solution or, you know, we're, we're going to go build this? Like, if you're getting in at this level, it's because you don't have the money necessarily to go in at an MLS level or that MLS isn't, you know, open to your situation at that point in time. Yep. It, I, I think it's next to impossible to do that, but there needs to be something different done bringing clubs in because you bring clubs in and you're like, yeah, okay, we got three or four years. Yeah. Well, we couldn't do it. You know, fans have been invested. They, they start getting uh, local uh, businesses and, and governments and, and things, uh, you know, as part of their uh, supporter and part of their, you know, their, their infrastructure as well. And then it's just like, well, okay, it didn't work out. So we're going to shut it down. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, if I did, I'd, I'd be doing something else besides, you know, complaining about things here on the podcast, but uh, there is plenty of blame to go around, and uh, I don't know. I just it's it's just boring to see someone. Oh well, I hate uh, I hate MLS, so I'm going to blame it all on them. Or I hate U.S. soccer, I'm going to blame it all on them. Right. You can't blame it all on them. It's, it's a combination of things. It's uh, unfortunately yeah. it's the system the way it is, and you know we we kind of had a a somewhat. It's not a direct match, but a kind of you know similar situation when that DSI. Tampa Bay group came in, except, you know, they were coming in at a lower level. Although I heard from friends that they were always who they were hitting up to come to games, that they were telling them that they played at the same level and in the same league as the Rowdies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they had their own issues there. You know, baseball stadium and Plant City being one of them primarily. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, it's, just, I don't know. It's, it's a mess. And, and, and I hate I hate to see this happen for for San Diego and for their fans. Yep. Even though I don't care about San Diego that much, and I kind of don't really like Landon Donovan that much, uh, but I hate to see any fans lose the, the club that they've kind of gotten behind. But at the same time, it's like a little voice in the back of your head is like, this could happen to any team anywhere, seemingly at any time, including our own. And uh, I feel kind of you know, we should, I feel a little bit uh, you know better at least that we have. Uh, ownership that is probably a little bit more stable than maybe some of these other groups out there. And we yep. have stadium situation, at least for now. And, and hopefully there's going to be more uh, coming down the road about, you know, what's going to happen in the future, but you never know. That's the thing. And yep. so I don't know. It's, it sucks for them. Um, make sure to point all the fingers at everyone who should be pointed at, uh, not just, uh, you know, like one big Spider-Man meme, just do it. Exactly. I mean, but you're spot on, though. I mean, I mean, but you're spot on with this. Just to to, to add to what you're already saying, it's like blunt things around. It sucks for San Diego fans. Like, I don't particularly care. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan, but look, I mean, unfortunately, lower league soccer is it is volatile, and this is how it's been. Even back to the NASL days, I mean, teams come and go. They just they do, and you you hope for the sake of stability for the league that these things don't happen. Um, and you're right. I mean, I think there's a lot of blame to go around between a lot of different entities, and it sucks because, you know, at the end of the day, it's another good franchise, however you feel about them, now gone from the West Coast that needs to be filled. You know, and where do you get that from? So that, and that's, you know, the next thing I was going to talk about, the, uh, the after they made their announcement, USL put out a little uh, thing on their website saying that they are going to transfer the franchise rights to someone else and there'll be more info at some point in time. So it's, there's some other club that's going to get involved and take that spot. Uh, I assume in the Western conference, uh, you know, we know there are um, some expansion clubs coming, coming. I don't know the timeline for any of these, but we, you know, we were looking before the, uh, the, the, the show uh, Milwaukee is listed as an expansion club, mm-hmm. uh, Rhode Island, and uh, Iowa, and then we also know that North Carolina FC, I don't think we even mentioned this in the show yet, that North Carolina FC is coming back to USL Championship next year. They are, after after uh, proving that you can relegate yourself, they have now decided to promote themselves. They got tired of not playing LA Galaxy in the Open Cup, uh, so they're going to uh, come back next year. So that's going to put the, assuming everybody returns next year in the East, that's going to give you 13 teams in the East and possibly... So they keep hinting that Oklahoma City is coming back. I keep seeing pictures posted about work on stadium and stuff, and and and, and they're kind of you know still going with the story that they're going to be back uh, potentially next year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm kind of curious. Does 
does that become, even though they're they're in Oklahoma, does that become a Western Conference team and you kind of have a split where you've got Tulsa in the East and Oklahoma City in the West? Do you push Tulsa back to the West and, and you know, fill in? Uh, if you add a club, if you transfer San Diego to someone there, then you're at, it's almost like you're going to have, you'd be adding two clubs to the West and then only North Carolina to the East. So it'd be a little bit out of whack, but they don't mind being screwy sometimes. I, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what shakes out. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the timeline on those, uh, those, those clubs. Just looking at the, uh, the listings on the USL website, it's like, well, Rhode Island has a crest, it looks like. So maybe they're a little bit further along. Uh, <laughs> Iowa is just called, uh, USL Pro <laughs> Iowa. And then uh, Milwaukee is like Milwaukee professional soccer or something like that. So uh, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't feel like. And then you know, I guess uh, have have we officially have they officially given up on uh, on what was it Queensbridge or whatever it was going to be in uh, the, the 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 New York team that was going to come in? I guess. Or are they going to uh, find a backer and go uh, go hire Gio Savarese to be their head coach and come into the league now? That yeah, exactly. could be. Fun. Hadn't thought about that one. Yeah, our our old friend, uh, New York Cosmos manager, uh, general pain in the ass, Gio Severis, fired by Portland Timbers this week. Uh, speculation on where he might go next. Uh, some people say a lot of signs point to Red Bull New York with his his connections to New York and his past as a uh, 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 Metro star. Uh, you know, that could be something you see. Uh, some people said, well, you know, it could be funny if he uh, popped up in Tampa Bay with if if they're not committed to Nikki Law beyond this season, although everything I'm seeing so far looks pretty good, uh, that would be an interesting thing to see uh, Gio Severis in green and well in in another version of green and gold. He was wearing yeah. green and gold in Portland, but uh, seeing him uh, putting on the Rowdies colors could be an interesting thought. I don't think that happens. Uh, I, I think unless something really crazy happens, uh, e- either, you know, <laughs> if we lose the rest of the games and somehow uh, bomb out of the top spot in the playoff or something, then uh, maybe they would consider something. But uh, I don't know. I, everything seems uh, kind of going pretty smoothly right now. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of wild to think of me. To have, I mean, it just it feels like such a – that's a big coach. Particularly down to USL level. I mean, it, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun to think about. You know, it's like I mean, it would be something. One thing you got to, you know, that would be similar to Neil. You were talking about animated guy on the sideline. This guy is always very animated, oh, so we'd be used to that. I kind of would love those post game pressers. I thought they would be absolutely fascinating. Um, it wasn't yeah. like if, if if there's any like USL or lower division club he would consider going to. It it's probably got to be like Tampa Bay, and that's it, just because of the history. Yeah, the, the history between him, and, you know, back to, to uh, uh, you know, back to the uh, the NASL days, and yep. uh, you no, know, he's also the guy that got uh, Seba Guanzati a, a tryout and eventually a job here, and got uh, got Leo Fernandez. Got Leo Fernandez, uh, yep. That's he's done some work inside. Like it's you know one of those like this is I, I you know this is my my mortal enemy, but also it's a it's a, be a good spot for some of these players. So didn't Lucky also go to New York for a little bit? Yeah, Lucky was in New York for a while, so yep. yeah, could be another another uh, possibility. There. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of reunions between uh, that. It would just be like I, I guess like I, we were saying before the show. This is one of those uh, you know every team that hates uh, Jose Mourinho until their team signs him as the coach, yep. and it's like okay, now yep. it's on. Ah, oh, yeah. in, in player format, that's how I feel. Like- Apparently, you hate playing against this guy, but God, do you love having him on your team? <laughs> oh God! Now I'm just imagining uh, the things Connor Antley could do in a, uh, a, a Geo Navarrete coach team. <laughs> oh man, just amp up that yes. talking to a whole new level. That would be that would be that would be amazing. <laughs> I, I, I I don't want the situation to, to to arise where we need to go hire another new head coach so quickly, but uh, no. that's an interesting name to always consider. Yeah, no, I think all oh, you you got to be so happy with the way things have gone for Nick. I mean, you got to wonder if he had a full arsenal of players actually at his disposal, how would things change? I mean, we know who your core is. I mean, those are the guys that are playing. But I mean, we also know that if Leo and Lewis are available, those guys are playing. How does that change the way we look? You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach Haravo. I mean, another guy who I think had all the potential to be a difference maker. I mean, how does that? So it's like, 
Yeah, yeah, and that's off to Nick. I've loved having him so far. He's been a great guy mm-hmm. to have at the helm. I, I think he's done a phenomenal job. And I think him coming in with such a similar system to Neil's, I think was probably the best fit. So, yeah, man, as long as we keep going the way we're going, you know, I, I don't see any need to, to, to change tactics at all. Just for the love of God, just get some healthy players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, we kind of have to look at this situation, same as when Neil Collins took over, because remember, Neil came in midway through the season, not because uh, the previous coach had been hired by an English side, uh, but because, you know, it wasn't working. Uh, But Neil came in, and there was only so much he could do with the roster that was there. And then, you know, you had had Marcel Schaefer leaving for uh, uh, back going back to Germany. You had uh, Sam McCandewire deciding to uh, retire before the end of the season. Uh, Joe Cole was, you know, the, the, the Florida weather, uh, I think in, in his just in, insane, uh, ability to run around like crazy was starting to catch up with him a little bit there. Oh yeah. Uh, like it, it wouldn't be fair to judge Neil Collins on that, like first half season, uh, just like it wouldn't be fair to judge like, and like, you know, you can judge say, man, it looks like he's off to a good start. Let's give him a full season because look what he did with, you know, basically two thirds of a roster at this point. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it'll be uh, it's going to be interesting rest of the season and off season, I guess. Uh, at least for us, then not so much for San Diego, unfortunately. So yeah, that's uh, a shame. I know. Hopefully, they can. Uh, I think they're in playoff spots right now in the West. Maybe they'll be. Uh, they're just going to play this one out. Kind of reminds me of when uh, when when Minnesota was it Minnesota Stars were coming here for the uh, NASL championship, and it's like you know, one way or another, this is probably their last game because. <laughs> We're gonna hang it up. Um, but speaking of uh, of games, we've got another one this weekend on the road down in Miami. No, we're not facing uh, the, the the pink guys with the uh, insane uh, roster makeover. Uh, although I don't know, I, we, Messi's gonna play this weekend in in New York anyway, so it's not like hey, now I say he he looked a little bit tired last night. Yeah, every minute of like what eight games since uh since he's gotten here. Yep. That is been go, go, go. Yeah. And still two uh great assists and then gets the penalty in, in the penalty kick. So uh I'm and I'm gonna say I'm 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 begrudgingly watching that Miami side right now. They're 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 kind of fun to watch. But it's one of those like literally I'm watching that game. It's in the like the 96 minute because I think there was like something like eight minutes of stoppage in the second half. Uh, and I'm like, two thoughts in my head were these guys look gassed, and also they're going to score an equalizer. It's going to happen. And I think like literally 30 seconds to a minute later they did that, took the lead into uh, extra time. Uh, which I felt right away they were going to call it back up and this was going to go to penalties because uh, so I, I, we're talking a lot of Miami and Messi here for a, for a Rowdy's podcast, but I saw a stat last night that uh, in his entire time in Europe, uh, he's either in Europe or with Barcelona, he he never won a, uh, a, sh- a penalty shootout. Really? He's done it three times since he's been in Miami. Yeah. I, I guess Wild. maybe – Maybe three times. Well, so it would be like a cup of competition for that to have even happened. Yeah, at the club level, had never won a penalty shootout, and uh, no, he's won two. Yeah, it's three, I think, isn't it? Uh, well, he still got the final for Open Cup, so it hasn't happened there yet. Yeah, yeah it will. Maybe. But I'll be different. Look, I have jumped on the messy train. I am. I am for Inter Miami. I do not care. I have sold my soul. They're not there. I watch them. If they're on TV, I'm watching. I thought, just like I watched it, sinking. Uh, I think they're going on. I was like, I'm watching. Because, I mean, it's just fun to watch. The dude came here, did exactly what he's done his entire career. And uh, in my group chat that I'm a part of, every time I was on the phone, I was like, Messi is inevitable. And this yep. is a cheat code. Yes. Because he is. While you've got Paramount, go go watch a Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It's amazing. I love it. I have that to Discovery. I haven't done that one. Oh, it, it, I, Discovery I haven't done yet, but Strange New Worlds is incredible. I just saw today that, you know, it's one of those things with the, all the, the writers and, and actors strike. They're going to be playing the first couple episodes on uh, main CBS soon, okay. uh, which honestly, it's a, it's a show that should be on like regular broadcast television. It's, it's that good. It's, 
But the cast is phenomenal. I, I've seen oh, some of the, the previews for it. it. It looks really well done. It's amazing. It's like I grew up watching uh, the original series. It's it, and then like Next Generation was like my Star Trek. That like there was the new one when I was a kid. Uh, this this after like I think we're at two seasons now. It's very close to, if not already, being my favorite Star Star Trek ever. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll definitely give it a watch. I mean, I, I got to. Yeah. I, all right. I guess we need to talk about the the Rowdy's game this week. <laughs> We'll get there when you get there. It's fine. You know, we've got Pessy, we've got San Diego, we've got Star Trek. All right. Uh, we still got the second, too. So, so I, I got to go back. I, I watched the first episode and most of the second, and, and, and then I fell asleep. And that is not an indictment on the show. That is me watching it at about 1030 at night when I'm normally in bed by nine. So uh, I need to go back and watch at least the end of the second episode. But I like what I saw so far, but I've liked where, where they've used Ahsoka in other series. Uh, as well, so uh, this is kind of cool. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this too. I uh, am not the biggest Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but I'm not like the most knowledgeable Star Wars guy. So right. I came into this pretty blind as far as knowing the backstories. Love it, love it, love it. Love it. I was watching till one o'clock last night watching them because I had to go. I had to work the game last night, so it was oh, phenomenally done. I, I I love it. And the bad guy, I'm all for him. I want to be him for Halloween this year. Uh, and and I I didn't put two and two together at first. Uh, so the end of the first episode, they said, you know, this dedicated to our friend Ray. That's him. He passed away after yep. filming before this even aired. It was Ray Stevenson. I was like, oh god, yep. that's right. Yeah, I, of- I didn't know that until someone pointed that out today uh, at work. I had no idea. And I, I and I'm going to say this. This is going to going to sound terrible of me, but uh, I, I'm watching that no matter what because it's Rosario Dawson. Uh, yes. No. That, that. Not 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 missing that at all. Nope. Uh, what else? The other thing I'm not going to miss is uh, well, I still got to figure out how I'm going to where how and where I'm going to watch this. So Rowdy's play on Saturday at Miami down at the Silva, uh, not a dome, but I'm going to call it the dome. Miami, seven, ten, and eight overall. They are ninth in the East. They are level on points with Tulsa for the last playoff spot, and by some weird tiebreaker, I'm guessing the head-to-head even though all the other stats make them look like a little bit of a better team than Tulsa. Uh, they are in ninth. They are 4-4-5 four, four, and five at home. However, they are 4-1-0 and oh in their last five. They've won four. They've lost one. Those wins include a one nothing win at San Antonio. There, there's no – you can't take anything away from that. To go on the road to the defending champion and one of the top teams in the Western Conference, that's impressive. Uh, they've won at Loudon. They've won versus El Paso. They uh, won versus uh, Indy, and they've won. Uh, most recently, they won three nothing at Hartford. Uh, they typically don't score a lot of goals. That three nothing at Hartford is is kind of an outlier. Uh, I think they scored four against um, someone else, but they're, they're, they're so. Yeah, yeah, they're in El Paso, you know, despite being, I think, back-to-back Western Conference finalists is just, they're barely hanging on to a playoff spot. They've lost five in a row. Um, Vegas has won more games recently than El Paso has, which should tell you a lot, considering Vegas has only won two games all season. Uh, I'll have to look and see. Maybe maybe, maybe that, that, that recent Vegas win is against El Paso. Who knows at this point? Uh, El Paso just is not having a good time. Uh they won their last match with three nothing at Hartford. Uh, the last meeting between these two, uh, Tampa Bay won at Lang Stadium on April eighth by a score of two nothing. Uh, in the goals department, Miami is currently led by Joaquin Rivas with six. Former Rowdy Kyle Murphy checks in with five. Christian Sorto with four. So, like Tampa Bay, they've got uh, more than one guy who can score. Luckily, they don't have guys who have scored as much as we do. Uh, assists led by Mark Segbers with three. And then you've got uh, Florian Below, Joaquin Rivas, Kyle Murphy, uh, and someone whose last name is Stanley. The, the first name escapes me right now. At two, Murphy taking majority of shots. He's got 25 on the season. Salazar with 19. Rivas with 18. Uh, Stanley has created 22 chances below and Sordo with 15 and Defreitas and Salazar at 14. Uh, Zendejas has been their primary goalkeeper. He's uh, at 17 or 18 appearances. He's got 55 saves, five clean sheets, conceded 20 goals. So they do tend to give up 
you know, one or two goals a game, and the Rowdies tend to score some goals. So yeah. uh, the biggest thing is going to be the, the Rowdies are going to have to score uh, multiple goals. Like you're not, you're not, you're you're not likely to win a game against Miami if you score one. It, it's going to be a draw, or uh, you know, maybe they're going to get two on you. Uh, the same injury report as far as outs. The Dayon's off the questionable list, but Leo Lewis, Dalgard, Caputo, and Haravo are all ruled out for this game. No one is suspended, uh, and I'm not sure if anyone's like in imminent danger since those yellow cards that got picked up last weekend. Uh, but it's going to be a tough road trip to Miami. It's going to be uh, in the last uh, Miami and Tampa Bay game of the regular season. Somewhat doubtful that we're going to see them in the playoffs, but we'll see. They're they're kind of surging, and uh, Pulse is doing the opposite. So anything could happen, but I still think it's going to be between those two for the last uh, playoff spot, although Detroit might have something to say about that. Also, uh, that game kicks off at, what is it, 7 or 7.30? I think it's 7, isn't it? Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember. If it was 7, but uh, I am going to be spending Saturday afternoon. 7 o'clock. In- Okay, I'm going to be spending Saturday afternoon in the lovely confines of America's Ballpark, Tropicana Field, as uh, our Tampa Bay Rays host uh, the Las Vegas Lights of the AL East as uh, <laughs> in danger of finishing below 500 for the first time in a long time. Oh, I uh, hope they do. I do, too. I, I, I just want to see a sweep this weekend. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, and that way I'm going to get a get, Take my kid to a ball game, have some fun, and uh, and 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 get you some equipment going. Um, but hopefully, I don't know. I haven't I haven't like looked at like average times. Are are what are with these new rules and everything? How uh, how fast are the games going at the trough? Two two and a half, two and a half hours. So there's a chance that this thing is over before kickoff. Yes, it's it's very very possible, and it just depends. You know, if you get one of those pitching balls, you know, then the game's going to go super quick. If you get a lot of hits, well, it's going to take a while. So it just it just depends. Well, hopefully we get a lot of hits, but also uh, toss a lot of strikeouts against America. You know, a perfect game would be nice. It'd be nice to see one of those. So let's try and make that happen. Yeah, I don't know what the last time that happened was, but it would be nice. Let's throw a, let's throw a, a couple of Rosarena homers in there, possibly. Uh, let's just have some fun. But... So, if like me, you're you're out and around and looking for a place to watch it, there is uh, team is hosting a. I was really hoping they were going to do something like in downtown St. Pete, where I could just go right after the game. Uh, they're having a watch party up at Big Storm Brewing in Clearwater, which is really only about fifteen twenty minutes away from the Trop. If traffic cooperates, which eh, who knows, looking after a game. Uh, but I'm also I don't know. It's a long hike home afterwards. Uh, so, but you have that option if you're in the Pinellas area, if you're in Tampa Bay or in the Tampa area on the other side of the bridge, uh, our boys over at RBLR are having another watch party at Barry house brewing in Ebor. Uh, I need to get up there at some point. I, I felt kind of bad cause, cause Eureka is always inviting me and I'm like, yes, one of these days I'm going to do it. And then I was like, Same, Hey, yeah. you know, watch party in St. Pete would be great. It's, it's not that I don't want to go to Ebor. I just was hoping for something that would be very close by after getting out of the Rays game. Uh, and of course, uh, Skyway Casuals down at the Shamrock in Sarasota, the one I definitely wouldn't make it in time for, uh, unfortunately. So I don't know. I, I might just end up having to just come home afterwards, uh, unless someone knows a, uh, a a good spot to, uh, to to go watch the game in St. Pete. And when I say good spot, I don't mean that one place that might be the first on some people's minds. So don't send me that as a recommendation. I'm not going there. Not gonna do it. I would. I would rather sit in my car at the Outlands parking lot and watch it on my phone. Not me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Me either. That's uh. That's as local as this is gonna get. Uh, what? What? Hey, I, there was no Z there. There was no Z. No. To the Miami game. I mean, uh, a couple things I wanted to say. I mean. I think you'd mention Rivas with five goals, right? Uh, Most of it was like five goals, but okay. to uh, be fair, he scored he's three in the last game, so that, five, that number of five goals is a inflated. And I don't think he's even at five. He, oh, no, he's at six, so yeah, half of them in the last game. So there's that. And then, of course, Kyle Murphy hasn't scored a goal in the last, I think, four or five games. 
So their top two strikers are not scoring. So they're getting goals from other places. So I, I, I like our odds against him. Miami's always kind of one of those you just don't know. But that was something we were saying earlier is, you know, uh, we know this team doesn't have to be – they don't have to be hyped up to get into this game. They're, they're going to be ready. They, they, they want the spot. I mean, and, and this is a decent field they're going to play at at FIU. So, I mean, I, I, I really think this is a big game for Joe Jay, for Charlie Dennis, and for uh, Jake LaCava. I think those three are really set to have a big game this week on this bigger field where there's more room to play. So, hopefully that's the case. I mean, I I, 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 I think that seeing Al and J.J. work as well as they have the last couple games and him looking as healthy as he did this past game, because I, I think he stayed on for all up until, what, the 70? Something 80, 80th minute, I think, in this last game, he got a good number of minutes in, and he looked right. like Cal Jennings. So, I, I, I like to maybe look in this one. So, is there a prediction time? You know what? That is a good segue into it. Yes, I am. You know what? Uh, crap. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go same scores last time. Two nothing. I'm going. Uh, I'm going two one this time. Okay. I think two nothing. I, I think we look good. I, I think we take it to them early as well. I think that'll be big if we can get, if we can force them to play from behind and and, and kind of get the confidence from an early goal gives. I, I I don't know anyone who dislikes it. I but I particularly enjoy an early goal. Uh, it's, that seventeen second one from Cal would fantastic. What a beautiful. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk about. Uh, hopefully a continued surge up the standings, hopefully still in second place. If we can get a win, we can keep uh, Charleston at bay for a little bit longer. Uh, and talking about finally getting to go to a home game uh, next weekend. I will be there. I, yes. I am quite excited for this. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get through this one first. I don't, let's not turn this into a trap game before we get – it's like Hartford next week. So like – I know we're looking ahead, uh, but let's let's do this one first. Let's uh, let's take care of some of these teams outside of the playoff spots and uh, wrap up some points real quick. All right, Ben, thank you as always. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, looking forward to see you on Saturday, and uh, and we'll sort out next week after that. Thank you everybody who took the time to tune in and listen. We appreciate y'all. Uh, really appreciate the messages and and some of the the, the things we. People have said, and like when I've been at Al Lang or other places, uh, it, it's it's very cool. I'm very uh, happy to be doing this. Uh, it's uh, put it this way: yesterday was fun because I got to go to CPR training. That's how the school year is going so far. So, uh, <laughs> really enjoying it. Now I have the, now I have the the power and the ability to save anybody's life, and uh, I guess that's a choice I have to make at some point too. All right. Then, <laughs> yes, you same. Again, uh, oh, I'll see you on Saturday. So we'll, uh, we'll yes, we'll sir. From there. I right. said I will see you. Thank you, everybody. Come on, you rowdies. Come on, you rowdies. The rowdies.